Okay, here's the new game plan for this episode. This is the thing that'll keep me interested in what goes on in this episode. It's uh, not okay. I, It's not what we're talking about at all. It's my quest to now very subtly gaslight Nick about his English language. See, when have you ever been subtle about it? Subtle or subtle? Okay, you know what? Welcome to the Song Topsy <laughs> Report, everyone, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. And I'm not Mike Russell. You are not. You're Stephen Trollinger. I'm Stephen Trollinger. I'm I'm not in shape, so how could I be Mike Russell? You know, why do you wait till Mike's not here to throw compliments that still sound vaguely like insults? Because in complimenting him when he's not here, I am, in a roundabout way, insulting him. I suppose that's true. Thank you so much for joining us, if this is your first time listening to the podcast. And sorry that Mike isn't here. Uh, he is going to Florida. Or Florida. Or Florida. Uh, no, well, maybe we'll cover Florida someday. <laughs> Although all of his songs are just straight up bangers. That's like the fifth time you've said the phrase straight up banger today. Straight up banger is because. And I've only talked to you for an hour. <laughs> straight up banger is a fantastic way to describe things. I, 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 I find that certain, certain nomenclature from the Gen Z kids does leak its way to me. I say the song slaps a lot Yeah, more. I was going to say, you have only two modes, and that's this song slaps, and that's a banger. Well, there's bops and bangers. There's two different oh, kinds well, of songs. Of but the song we're discussing today is... A slap bop? You know what? A slap bop. That's actually fairly accurate. This is described... If, if I purchase a bop it toy, will we be able to de- determine what kind of song a thing is? I think actually a bop it has more musical complexity than the song that we're talking about today does. Okay. As previously discussed, I did point out to Steve the song we're discussing today, which is Laffy Taffy by the uh, hip-hop group D4L, has a total of four different musical notes in the entirety of the song. Though to be fair, you say that as if most popular rock songs of the last 30 years don't use the same four chords over and over four again. Four chords, yes, but there's arguably more... I mean, sure. You know what? We could we could argue semantics. A lot of pop music is very simple, but this song is literally... Bum, 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 bum. That's, that's the entirety of the complexity. Uh, but to give you a little bit of an idea of what we're going to be discussing today, uh, here is a little bit of Laffy Taffy. I I feel like did we just did we just fall into a like mid nineties Super NES game? Uh I actually remember when this song came out, because I was in high school, and I was happy to see when I was researching it that the song was noticeable because this was, at one point, the most downloaded song in history. But downloaded where? Like, downloaded in terms of, like, Napster, or... I believe it would like have been... A, free iTunes. No, iTunes. Oh, because okay. this was one of the first songs to go really big online, primarily, uh, because iTunes had only been around for a couple of years at this point, and the tide of music was kind of starting to slide more towards downloadable music, and uh, D4L kind of rode that wave with Laffy Taffy, which was kind of their only hit song. They only came out with one album, and this was by far the most popular song on that album. Long before companies realized the real money is getting people to shell out a certain amount of money on a monthly basis for music as opposed to singular instances of money. They had not made that innovation yet. That the goal is to just constantly bleed the consumer dry, dry, yes. Yes. Uh, But no, so the artist D4L, which is an acronym for Down for Life... I knew it had to be. I just knew it had to be. Well, I can get behind being down for life. If LL Cool J stands for Ladies Love Cool James, then D4L needed to inf- needed to mean something. Uh, they were an American hip-hop group formed in 2003, composed of Atlanta-based rappers Fabo, Mook B, Stoney, and Shawty Lowe, who I discovered, uh, unfortunately in my research, uh, died in 2016 in a car accident. Fabo or Fabo? F-A-B-O. 
like Fabo is in Fabulous or f- maybe something. I don't know. You tell us, listeners. Surely you know. <laughs> SongTestReport at gmail.com. I, I believe you're right. Astute observation, Steve. Well, you know. Ten I, points. I am down with the youth. <laughs> I'm just down for life. Uh, they are best known for the hit single, Laffy Taffy, which peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. So like I said, the song became insanely popular. Do you, uh, do you want to hear the story of the first time I ever heard this song? Yes, please. Uh, it was uh, this afternoon when you sent it to me. You'd never heard of this song before? I'd never heard this song. And the funny story of the first time I heard this song was I was in the midst of baking bread. And I, <clears throat> you sent this to me, and I started playing it, and then made the mistake of getting to the part where I needed to like dip my hands into the flour you need to and knead like the work, dough, yeah. work, no before even oh. that where I was like working the flour into the liquid part of the mixture yeah. and so my hands were just covered in sticky liquid flour and I had to continue to listen to this I couldn't turn it off the that's whole time right because I couldn't get the crap off my hands because then I would lose it all and I have to start all over again did the texture of the bread f- remind you at all of Laffy Taffy while you were working it while you in, were working in, that bread, just sinking your hands into it. That reminds me, I shouldn't touch you. That's true. I That's should, true. You, I should, you, you, no, I've washed my hands like 18 times a day, but I still should probably not touch you. You are basically an assassin at this point. Yes. <laughs> Knowing that at any second, if you displease me, I can grab your, especially since we're very close right now, I can very easily grab your We arm. are. We're using a smaller table because Mike is not here. And I can get all my gluten. My, I'm like poison ivy, but only for people with celiacs. Steve, life is trying to kill us enough without you having to help out. Uh, but no, like I said, this song was at one point the most downloaded song of all time. I believe that was in 2007. Uh, the song also popularized the uh, subgenre of snap music, which is a subgenre of hip-hop described by Kevin Clark, who was a member of the hip-hop group Dem Franchise Boys, said snap music was a, quote, laid-back version of its forebearer, crunk music. So if you, if you enjoy... Laid-back version of crunk. Laid-back crunk. Are you just sort of like lugubriously shaking your ass on the floor or that might be a bit steep but i think that's actually 100 percent right okay are you how do you how do you like um what's the word i'm looking for uh twerk how do you twerk slowly and does it just does it just look disturbing i imagine twerking slowly is just kind of like you're on a mini seesaw by yourself yeah i guess so if only Mike were here. I knew. He, I know if he were here, he'd jump right up and start doing it in front of me right now. In fact, I'm not entirely certain that at some point in the future, when he's on the train to his uh, to his work, listening to this, he doesn't just jump up and do it. You don't think he has the self control to just not? I think Mike has plenty of self control. I just think he takes that part of his brain and locks it in a closet for his, most of the day. Self control's overrated. But yes, yeah, so this song, if you were like Steve and never heard it, or if you were, if you were actually hip to what was happening in culture like I was, uh, this song was one of the most popular hip-hop songs of the decade. And yet somehow it was also listed on several websites, including uh, a website called hiphop365.com, which currently doesn't exist anymore, uh, rated the song as one of the worst hip-hop songs of all time. It is simultaneously a very popular song that many people uh, do not think is very good. Now, as you heard, listeners, a little bit already, the song is, at least the chorus, is encouraging people to shake their Laffy Taffy. All I prefer to grab them cakes. <laughs> There's a myriad of ways to sexually handle uh, dessert foods. Uh, they have chosen Laffy Taffy. But actually, Steve, wonderful segue into kind of the origin about how they, how they uh, came up with this song. So in 2013, they kind of did like a retrospective on the impact of the song uh and laura nostra of complex uh did an interview with fabo uh in which she asked where did the idea for laffy taffy come from to which he replied we were in the strip club one night we were at we were at babes i think that's where it goes down and we brought a couple of girls back to the studio and i was just in the booth saying something like tootsie roll at first and was like Nah, I had this piece of candy in my pocket and pulled it out and said, Girl, shake that Laffy Taffy. And from there, we just perfected it. It was just that moment. You literally got the idea from pulling a piece of Laffy Taffy out of your pocket? Definitely. Everybody who know me know I'm the candy man. I always have some candy in my pocket. If you run into me and are like, 
Yo, give me some candy. I guarantee I have candy for you. That is a good friend to have. Every friend group needs the guy who just has candy in his pocket. Yeah. I am not I, that person. I almost went Casey Kasem there for a second. <laughs> you, no, you absolutely did go Casey Kasem. It's done on the phone. We've got a brand new listener here. <laughs> Time for our top 40 long distance dedication. From D4L, asking you girl to shake that Laffy Taffy. Annie writes, hey girl, I'm looking for you to shake that Laffy Taffy. And actually with that, Mr. Kasem, we can get back into the song. A dissection is imperative. So all we've heard so far is that uh, they should shake their Laffy Taffy. But let's see what Dee has to say next. I miss this bubble gum. I miss the Chico stick. I want to because you so thick. Okay, okay, so it's a good thing we have the lyrics up here because the one and only time I heard this song today, which was today, when my hands in a big thing of flour was... I could have sworn he said, I'm looking for Mrs. Bubba Gump. Mrs. Bubba Gump. Yeah, it says I'm looking for Mrs. Bubba Gump, but I heard Mrs. Bubba Gump, and I was confused. See, I like that better, because I'm looking for... Because they're rich. You don't think Mrs. Bubblegum is rich? I mean, no, because if if she's Mrs. Bubblegum, she... Yes, sorry. Well, are we establishing this is like the... um, I don't know, like like the, the the child of someone inheriting the wealth of someone of the original magnate of bubblegum. But that's the thing; they wouldn't because bubblegum itself is not. You can't make money off of the concept of bubblegum. It's not copyrightable. You have to slap a label on it, and that's how you make money off of bubblegum. There's not like a bubblegum fortune. There's a bazooka Joe fortune and a dentine fortune. There's not like. The pers- there's not a person who owns a patent on bubblegum and all those guys got to give them But money. if there were that, I was going to say, if there were that person where all your bazookas and Big League Chew had to pay a percentage to Mrs. Bubblegum, you're not saying she would be preferable to Mrs. Bubblegum? I mean, Mrs. Well, I suppose it depends. I mean, Mrs. Bubblegum does have a chain of restaurants scouring the nation a million-dollar seafood franchise. I mean, the possibilities are endless. But so he's looking for Mrs. B- it'd, be, it'd be like the. It'd be like, hi, my name's Mrs. Steel. Hi, my name's Mrs. Oil. You can't like make money as the owner of the concept. Okay, of oil. Oil. oil is a natural element. Bubble gum is an actual man-made thing, or in this case, woman-made thing. We're woke here at the song. All right, Report. look, Nick. It's obvious that we're at an impasse here on this subject, and we won't be able to get past it. Fair enough. However, he also introduced himself. He says, I'm looking for Mrs. Bubblegum. I'm Mr. Chico Stick, uh, which is a different type of candy. I wasn't aware of kind of what type of candy this was. I've seen those. You have seen these? Yeah, there's a... You get it's those just like at, filled with like corn you, syrup sugary granules, right? You can get those at fucking Cracker Barrel. Really? The fucking Cracker Barrel. The I've, Cracker Fuck Barrel. Those are three wildly different restaurants, Steve. I've only set foot in a Cracker Barrel once. Um, now, where we- else? Where else do you go to get things like Dad's root beer <laughs> and Chico sticks? Well, so we could deduce and Red Hots from 1953. Steve, do you want to wax philosophical about Cracker Barrel? For I a just wish bit? there was a fucking Cracker Barrel in New York so I could go get some. Steve, just fucking- drive any direction down any interstate, and you will hit. I, I-, I counted. I went to a wedding in uh, North Carolina. Uh, from New York to North Carolina, if you do a straight drive, you will drive past 14 Cracker Barrels. We All started I'm counting saying is them. that there's parts of the South that I wish were up here. And there's much more parts of the South that I am glad are not up here. Shout out to our Southern listeners for that very ambiguous yet definitive statement. However, Steve, speaking of definitive statements, so if he says he's Mr. Chico Stick, either we can deduce he is similarly... Um, the child or the creator of the Chico Stick brand, or as Genius Lyrics indicates, uh, he is simply comparing his penis to the candy. I mean, I guess I guess he's just trying not to get sued because I'm pretty sure the Chico Stick people aren't going to go after him because I don't think they. Exist you think that's anymore. how they? You think that's how they chose their candy references well, based on who? There's plenty of but, plenty of dick shaped candy out there, Nick. You don't have to just go with Chico Stick. I can't. Any argue candy that. bar is dick shaped. Steve, you're so right. So many candies are shaped like dicks. Yeah. So, wow. 
Twix has two dicks. Oh my god. Two dicks. Two dicks. Two dicks. T apostrophe D W I C K. No, D W I X. Twix. Need a moment. Okay, well, perhaps if we listen to more... There's new meaning in those Snickers commercials where people are upset and then they have a Snickers bar and then they're a famous person. Oh, no, they're a famous upset person and then they become a regular person. They're a f- <laughs> Once they suck that sweet chocolate-covered dick, they're fully prepared to go about the rest of their day. You've really distilled the true meaning of the Snickers commercials. They're, they're upset celebrities who become happier... Different celebrities once they have a Snickers. Once they get some dick on them, yes. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. All right, so let's hear a little bit more. Well, I definitely think there's a theme they're working with. Oh, I think it's still ambiguous, Steve. He said, girls call me Jolly Rancher because I stay so hard. Now, first off, whether you take this literally or euphemistically... I still don't believe that girls choose to solely identify him based on the fact he stays hard. Do you, who do you know where that would be the one defining characteristic about that person? Uh, the Thing from the Fantastic Four? He's made of rocks. He's hard all the time. I, I suppose, Steve, but I believe... You think, oh, you think maybe it's just like, oh, his, his skin is kind of like flaky and thick. Like, that. Like that's what he means. But that's what the ladies mean when they say he stay so hard or sure if if i want to avoid thinking about this stranger's penis yes that's what i want to do well considering we're only like six lines in uh he's referred to himself as mr chico stick and said that girls also call him jolly rancher because he stay so hard Girls call me Sour Apple, because when I walk by, their face puckers up like something's distasteful. Well, Steve, it's probably because you said something mean to them. They had it coming. <laughs> uh, they had it coming. Da-da-da. Oh, man, that song should never be sung by a group of men. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Men's rights anthem. <laughs> I'm a, I want to do Chicago, but with dudes. Because I stay so hard, you can stop me for a long time. Oh, my God, girl, this ain't a dance floor. I just imagine like a small business owner in a candy store with some women dancing maybe inappropriately, and then he says, Excuse me, girls, this ain't no dance floor. This is a candy store. You mean like that guy from the beginning of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Exactly. After he's done singing uh, The Candy Man, he's like, Who can take a sunshine? Hey, stop. Stop fucking in my shop. Mix it in a dream. Put yes. your dick back in your pants and get out of my shop now. The Candyman! Steve, that's 100% right. When I listen to Laffy Taffy by D4L, I imagine the proprietor of the 1971 film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Excuse Good. me, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Well, no, because we're specifically referencing that yes. adaptation, which is called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate that Factory. That is true. That is true. You come to the Song Topsy Report for factually accurate references to 40-something-year-old movies. Because the, the producers of that movie were like, fuck that kid. No one's going to come see a movie about a fucking kid. And I got Montreux. I pop, I roll, it's soft. I know it's the summertime, but your laughing taffy got me foggy. Isn't there, like, a much better hip-hop song about, like, oh, Candy Shop? Candy Shop's a much better candy-themed hip-hop song, isn't it? Hang on. I, Maybe not lyrically in terms of, like, is it I would argue in terms subject of, material, but, like... Actually, Steve, I'm going to look this up right now because I don't know which song actually came out first. I'll I take you like, to the candy shop. I'll let you lick Oh, yeah, Candy Shop by Richard Cheese. Come on, girl, don't you stop. Keep going until you hit the Oh, spot. my God. Hey. They, wait, they came out the same year. Oh, man. It's totally like Deep Impact and Armageddon all over again. It's exactly like those two. It was a real, real. Uh, I was going to say chicken and egg, real that was the kinder s- egg and... Well, I was going to say, that's a, that's that's one of those instances where like two people are plugged into the same section of the Akashic Library. Well, we've already established how D4L, the group, came up with Laffy Taffy. I just wonder if... Like, on an outside window, 50 Cent had his face pressed against the glass and was looking in and just happened to be in Atlanta at the exact same time and place when lightning, creative lightning struck. You mean like Charlie at the end of that same musical number I just mentioned in the, the same very, movie? The very one! Cause the Candyman thinks it should. Cut to 50, 50 Cent's face pressed up against the window. 
God, I want to see that. Ho, I'm Fabo. Okay. So Fabo. All right. All right. Wow. Fabo, Fabo, Fabo. We've come full circle. Imagine this girl just really emphatically trying to open a wrapper with Laffy Taffy in it and the candy store proprietor is offering her encouragement. I don't see what else the song would be about. Who can shake the taffy? Make it sexy too. I don't know, Steve. Who can? <laughs> Been down really low and show me her lower back tattoo. The candy man. And D4L can. Oh, I do like that. Uh, I do like how they did that. Come on, trick, come on, trick. Here go, Mr. Chocolate. Yes. Trick rhyming with chocolate. You mean chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, you really hit the T. Chocolate. You can kind of force it to rhyme. I like the way you break it down. Waddle, stop you watching me. I feel like is Waddle, Waddle a member of D4L? Waddle is not a oh, member okay. of D4L, actually. Uh, Waddle is also not the sexiest verb to describe someone moving. Although that's that's me, you know, that's my personal bias. I don't know, Steve, are you are you a Waddle man? As in, do I enjoy the act of waddling? As in, if you were writing erotic fiction, as I know you are wont to do... Um, would you ever say, like, she waddled sexily over in a skimpy, you know? Well, I feel like uh, waddle isn't a thing you physically do. It's not a thing you do on purpose. It's just a thing that your body forces you to do based on your shape. I mean, one could still... I I always just picture March of the Penguins. That's the default image that comes in my head when I hear waddle. Mm -hmm. And so I don't... So I'm imagining March of the Penguins. I'm fiction. imagining a sexy penguin in a candy store holding Laffy Taffy right now. Are you sure you're not just like tripping? Wait, Steve, you're saying that that's not what you're picturing, and that's not what D4L intended me to be picturing. I mean, no. I think they're talking penguins about penguins holding that Laffy Taffy. I think they're talking about ladies' butts. Okay, well let's let's. I let's... don't know if the lyrics will bear this out or not. Oh, I'm fairly confident that they'll do just that, Steve. Okay, that was okay. big ol' ass you, you shaking, sh- bitch. Laffy Taffy, I'm liking this. Big ol' ass you shaking, bitch. So, basically, we've now abandoned the premise of candy-themed sexual Which innuendo. bothers me, actually. It deeply bothers me, and the song perpetrates it even more later on. You can... I am all for raunchy sexual innuendo-driven music across any genre. But when you start actually referencing literally what you're talking about, you've blown the pretense of the innuendo. It's very, yeah, it's very discombobulating because you were were buying into a thing and then all of a sudden you started talking about something of a different, completely, completely different tone. That's fair. Oh, I love so much about this. So... Uh, yeah, you laugh- do, do you? I do. You <laughs> sick fuck. Yeah, well, we already established Laffy Taffy. I'm like in this big ol' ass you shaking bitch, which almost sounds like if if like she'd gotten hypothermia and he was comforting her. You shaking bitch? Uh, and it's then not he, like that. It's well, not like that at all. I, I believe you, you're right, you, Steve. You 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 you, you, took gla- too, you took too many steps to get there, Nick. You took too many steps. I'm a Laffy Taffy rapper, half full kind of guy, Steve. But you are right because immediately after that, the next line is close your mouth and don't say shit. Uh, bend over and, or excuse me, bend on over is how the lyrics are written, and hit a split. And then I love this. Work that pole and work it well, which almost sounds like a fantasy feudal lord saying, Work that pole and work it well. Strip down to thine petticoat or face the lash. The lashy tashy. The lashy tashy. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, and then that follows. Excuse me. With uh, stacks on deck, yo ankles swell. Which sounds like so. I, I think we can safely assume this is he, they're at a strip club, 
Or they're at a Chase Bank, and the teller is very confused. It's like uh, they're at a strip club or a jack-in-the-box. <laughs> the line blurs so easily. But already they're just saying, you have a, the, you have a big ol' ass, don't say anything, just bend over and uh, work that pole and work it well. Uh, cute, cute candy pun, cute candy pun. Oh, your butt's like candy, I love it so. Cute candy pun, cute candy pun. Now become a fucking stripper for me. Basically. Bend on fucking over and do it fucking right now. Yeah, I'm they- going to punch the shit out of the security guard. I'll touch you if I want to. Oh, they get to that later. Okay, that's a little problematic there. Uh, girl- it only just got that, though. It only just became problematic. Uh, it was... <laughs> It was operating Everyone within... Everyone can agree that only now is it problematic. It was operating within relatively normal parameters of problematicness, but we just heard, girl, let me touch you. I will never tell. Security guard don't scare nobody. Damn right I touched that hoe. First off, I love the premise that the stripper obviously wants to be touched because he's saying, girl, I'll never tell. Like, her only concern with him touching her is, what if the security guard sees you? I think... I think this definitely speaks to, and I don't know this, of course, but I think this definitely speaks to the experience of many women who get hit on in bars by guys that start with a funny pickup line. It's like, like saying and, Laffy Taffy. Yeah, just like, it's like, hey, how you doing? Can I buy you a drink? Um, okay, yeah, yeah, you can buy me a drink. So, hey, what, what do you do for a living? Oh, well, I, I, work, I, work, at a, I work at a bank, but I really want to be a, shut the fuck up! And get into my fucking car! Okay, I will go. I will take my drink that you purchased and walk away now. And she takes it to that jack-in-the-box. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty sure women can definitely relate to the experience of guys who just... They just they just take... That mask falls off way too quickly. Immediately. it's The mask is barely hanging on. It's almost like not even a string. It's like Laffy Taffy is just strung across their it's head like, to keep it's it on. It's like that old, like one of those old, like plastic Batman or Superman masks that like are, the string is cut too short so it's like digging into your eyes and your mouth. <laughs> There's blood coursing down their eyes. And you just, you've only got the mask on for like 30 seconds and you rip it off. Say the hell with this. I'm a monster. It's more horrifying underneath. Uh, I wonder what this song was like when they were performing it live. Because also, D4, I don't know if I mentioned, they only came out with one album. Um, and yes, this was you did the, mention Yes, it. and this was the lead single on it. When they said security guard don't scare nobody, when they were performing that live, what do you think the security guards in the front were thinking when like that line is said? Probably, pff, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, sure. we don't. Uh, and he says, damn right he touched that hoe, which sounds like something his defense attorney would be shaking his head rapidly at, saying, no, God, I, no. Now, Your Honor, I may be a simple, kindly Southern lawyer, but he had, my client, you see, had a right to touch that damn hoe, and don't rightly think nobody can take it from him. God, this is the weirdest Beckett play I've ever seen. Matlock got dark. <laughs> Damn right, I took that hoe. All this money they hit their phone. D4 well, I'm ready to go. Hoe can't even shake no more. They tied up. Let's ride out. Good God, how much money? He said, Hoe can't even shake no more. They tired out. They were there at the strip club for so long. And by the I guess we're at a strip club now. Screw the candy shop metaphor. Um, They've been there so long. Again, 50 Cent, candy shop. Much better job mixing the two aspects of like ladies dancing sexily for the promises of sex and candy i hate that this song is forcing me to give 50 cent credit but when you're right you're right steve just it's like that they just oh man they both tried to do the exact same thing and then just one just had that slight stroke of genius that the other didn't of what if I don't aggressively change gears immediately in the middle of the song. I w- they say the hoes are tired out. I would like to say dancers or independent contractors or hardworking women, but... That's bullshit, independent contractors. That means a club can screw them over as that's much as they that's want. That's basically what strippers are. It's weird. Uh, only in like stripping and hair salons of all two businesses does this work. We're basically... You pay for the space. So, in other words, strippers pay 
for the time slot, and then they keep whatever money they are in dancing. So they're basically independent contractors. Yeah. Um, but if they have to put up with this... Look, I think what we're hitting on here is the real crux of our episode today, which is the plight of the American stripper. Did you see that video? This was horrifying, and ironically enough, Fitty Cent commented on it. There's a, there's a video... Um, the stripper was dancing, and she was on this pole, and she was like 15 feet in the air, and she fell. Oh, yes, I did hear about this. Landed face first. And kept dancing. Kept dancing. That's commitment to your craft. It is, but like she got seriously messed up and had to start doing a crowdfunding for the medical bill, which was like over $20,000. And um, 50 Cent, of course, commented something like she was, she had died and her body was just like twitching. And that was... Ah, way to go, 50 Cent. You commented, but did not help. Mm, Yes. Uh, But no, it's it's difficult work. I don't have nearly the flexibility or core strength to do it. Or tolerance for uh, patrons like D4L, because they continue. Holy shit, there's a third verse? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I, I was going Did hard Did you black at out when you were kneading the dough? I, well, yeah, I was busy concentrating on the important thing. Oh, because... Uh, if you were angry about the pivot away from anything resembling the candy metaphor... I went hard on verse two because I thought that was it. Steve, I'm giving you permission to go even harder on verse three. Harder like a Jolly Rancher. Well, I'm then I'm going to need some pixie sticks? I don't know. <laughs> I was waiting to see what candy you would go for. I was trying to find a candy equivalent to Vaseline, but, see, that, well, but that, I couldn't figure it out. You thought pixie sticks were a vas- Vaseline? I said I couldn't figure it out. I was trying to find a candy equivalent of uh, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, there's got to be some like sweet tasting goo somewhere, candy <laughs> that I'm not familiar with. Listeners, uh, bombard us, please, after this Frosting? episode airs with all of the candies you're like, isn't there like a candy, like a, like a lollipop? But it comes with a dippable thing, like you dip it in a thing. Oh yeah, where it's it's just like you lick the stick and then you dip it in like pixie something sugar, like that. whatever. Yeah. Let us uh, know, yes. listeners, what sex vaguely sex themed candy I'm thinking of. Here. And that's also going to be our Instagram question. Uh, but follow us on Instagram at the Song Tops Report. Say, baby girl, oh, what you gonna do? I got a hundred ones, I wanna pull on you Just keep that ass shaking, and I'ma keep tipping you While I sit back like a player, saving great goose Feel it Can you, can you imagine how, how, how successful a, um, if, if a candy store had the same sort of quality as your run-of-the-mill strip club? Like, how unsuccessful that candy shop would be. <laughs> I mean, but in terms of, like, what specific rules and No, like, I mean, like, just how you feel when you go to a strip club, like... I've never been to a strip club, actually. Neither have I, but it's... Oh, God, this would make me... What? You're telling me? Yeah. You guys... All right, listen. In, my, in, in the experience of people who have told me their experiences, they usually say, yeah, it's just kind of a dark and sad place with weird, like, sights and smells... Except on top of that, now you're trying to sell confectionery treats to children, I guess. Yeah, their whole business model is kind of fucked. Yeah. Uh, like you fair. go into a candy store and you're like, why are the lights off? <laughs> why am I not allowed to touch any of the candy? And, and the, yeah, why can't I touch the candy? The guy behind the counters, guy behind the counters is like smoking a cigar. There's a, another guy in front of the ca- counter. That's the bouncer. And you're just, can I, can I buy some candy? It's like, all right, how for how long? One hour, two hours? I just want to, I just want to buy a, a candy. Can I just do that? I have candy. She's getting warmed up backstage. <laughs> yeah, just like it's, like it's dark, except for that like one, like multicolored fluorescent light that's flickering slightly. It's flickering <laughs> slightly. There's a, there's a slightly, uh, like a, sl- it's like a kind of good buffet. Like you look at surprisingly it and you go, and you good, go like, but I'll eat some of that. Yeah. There's a guy sitting in the corner, passed out, but looking vaguely comatose. Looks like maybe he 
Maybe, maybe he ate too much candy. Maybe. Most likely. Um, but they continue. Okay, like, they done goof there. Feeling all loose, because girl, you on your job, you got my dick hard the way you touch them toes. If you, game over. You, you've said you got my dick hard. You've literally ignored and cast aside all pretenses of making it, you making all this candy talk be a euphemism for something. You just literally said, you get my dick hard. That's it. Like, the, the only way they could have just been... The only way they could have abandoned ship harder is if in the middle of all of like the flirtatious back and forth with the candy references, like he makes like one final candy reference and then like she's responding, but in mid sentence he cuts her off and yells, My penis is now engorged. <laughs> Just like that. Monotone, very loudly. Yes. Oh, they may as well have done that. But no, Steve, you're right. They they abandoned ship harder than his penis currently is. Yes. Is it is it hard like a Jolly Rancher? No, it is hard as if blood has engorged the various veins within it. I almost wonder... So that now it is fully erect and ready to enter your vagina. <laughs> I almost wonder if Shoddy Lowe, Stoney, Mookby, and Fabo were at odds over how... Like, like these are these are four different artists writing the lyrics to this. I wonder if they were conflicted. Like, I wonder if one of them kind of really fucked over the whole metaphor, but, like... I don't know, Stoney was really working hard to try to keep it candy-related. Or he just ran out of them. There's so many candies. But that's what I meant earlier. Most of them are already dick-shaped. I'm Mr. Good Bar. Dick-shaped. Uh, we're three musketeers. Dick-shaped. Shit. They call me Snickers Cat. Dick-shaped. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love them Reese's Pieces. Okay. What are those? Also butts. Reese's Pieces are... I, I they come in packs of two and they're round. I, no, those are Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You said Reese's Pieces. All right, well... But even... I I guess they're just smaller You got butts. them Reese's Cups? There. Are you ha- satisfied now? I fixed it. We're writing a new version. All right, let's do it. Um, also, could, but when we do the music video, I'm totally dressing like Gene Wilder. <laughs> Please. The way you touch them toes, work in the micros, on up the lead toes. You made it skeet, skeet, skeet like a water hose. Okay, so now we're back to similes. I mean, it's not about candy, but now you're so so now so first. It's not about it's okay, a simile though. So first, first you did, first you did uh, candy innuendo, and then hard turn one eighty swapped to just saying the loud part silent and the silent part loud, and then. All of a sudden, you decide to get coy again and start using euphemisms for your penis again, but different euphemisms that are not candy related. Steve, how can you say they're getting coy when they said you made it skeet, skeet, skeet like a water hose? Because they didn't just say your various per- the your various uh, movements of your bot and uh, your various movements of your bottom and your breasts have made me ejaculate into my trousers. Because they didn't say that. They did not say that, Steve. You are you are one hundred percent correct there. Half of a half of a stanza ago, he just had a line that just said, "You have made my dick hard." He did. So they I, abandoned it and then jumped back on, but kind of and using different euphemisms. Well, because skeet 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 really only has one meaning. There's very little double speak in that. But he says like a water hose. So he, which which has nothing to do with candy. But that's but he's still he's using like. He's using things that describe a thing as opposed to just saying the thing out loud. You made it skeet, skeet, skeet. skeet. We then know what that you're, you're means, right. but right. we know that because it's an accepted euphemism. I, Not you, because he just straight up said, you made me ejaculate very, very fast and very sound, harshly. You sound vaguely, your cadence is vaguely like John F. Kennedy, and now I'm just imagining one of his cancer You speeches. made me ejaculate. Marilyn Monroe, you have made me ejaculate. Here in the White House bathroom. Ask not if I can come on you. Ask if you can come on your country. Ask if you can leave quietly out the backside of the White House. Now that is something that Kennedy would say. Yes. Got me going in my pocket, pulling out more gold. Let the witches know I need to order 500 more. Okay, wait. Hang on. I'm just realizing this Are now. Are you sending the waitress to the bank for you? <laughs> 
either they've got great ser- maybe they are actually in a Chase Bank like I said yeah. earlier uh, which would be very convenient you don't even need to go to an ATM but they established in the previous verse I'm, I'm going back to show uh, they took the stripper into their car because he says he's ain't, he ain't playing no more. So I assume they took her to a different location, and which is how he's able her to dance at a separate strip club. Well, could you imagine if he was skeet, skeet, skeeting like like a water hose? Which, by the way, the sheer the sheer power of a water hose. Have you ever seen a building on fire and seen the firefighters trying to put it out? Even better. The other day, I was walking to the train and I saw uh, Con Ed guys fixing up the street using one of those high pressure like water jackhammers that yeah, use yes. high-speed water instead of, like, a big piece of metal. Yeah. And I'm just watching a stream of water dig into fucking concrete and the fucking asphalt, just ripping shit up and going everywhere, and that's from water. Yeah. Now, imagine instead of that, it was your penis, and you were skeet-skeeting. I do not want to imagine that, Steve. However... Your, your dick would fly off. It would explode... <laughs> Yeah, like like you let a balloon go too exactly. soon. Exactly, just goes flying out. Still skeet skeeting. However, oh no, he cut that poor woman in half. Oh my god, this song took a violent and dark turn. They just wanted candy. But the point is, or my original point being, that if he were in a strip club, skeet skeet skeeting, he would have been thrown out. Which makes me think that he had been taken, that she had gone back to one of their residents. However, either they took one of the waitresses with them as well. Or this song is actually the the third verse is a prequel to the second verse, and they're back in the strip club. So they what it's like? Yes, which which trilogy? I was going to say what they wrote. No, did they write it like the plot to uh, to Pulp Fiction or a little bit? I was gonna I was gonna say the Hobbit, in which case this would be an unexpected journey. But yes, they're bouncing all over the place time wise, and they're skeeting all over the place as well. Wait, hang on. They're headed to the mo. Are they going to the movies? Yeah, that's what I need to check. Oh, the motel. Okay. They are taking their strippers from the club to the motel. Yeah, so uh, you best believe later on we headed to the Mo, so go and pack them bags and let's motherfucking go. I'm waiting on your fine ass. I mean, I know that- At the front door. At the front door, excuse me. Um, I mean, obviously I realize that they are, the song's from their perspective, obviously. They're the rappers. However, even in that context, these women have no agency. Like, the assumption is they want to be touched and fuck the security guard. You're going to the mo with me. Let's go. Excuse me. Let's motherfucking go. I, I, I just wonder. I would like to know what their thoughts and attitudes are on this sequence of events. It's almost as if the narrators are entirely telling their story from their own point of view and no one else's. No, that can't be that. That can't be right. Though I do challenge you, Nick. I challenge you to write a successful. Uh, a successful song of this of this nature and this caliber that involves like and then we and then we took their feelings into consideration like that's possible like I feel like in my in my hip hop equivalent called Choco Taco okay. it will be all about women's agency and respecting their rights and ice and cream yes <laughs> and ice cream metaphors girl eat that Choco Taco that Choco Wouldn't Taco. you be eating the Choco Taco? I suppose I would be. I thought that's where we were going with this. Yes. See, you can't even do I'm this right. I'm working on it, Steve, okay? I can't be like Fabo and just pull a Choco Taco out of my pocket and immediately find inspiration. It would have melted. All right, but we're, we're almost near the end. Let's motherfucking go. I'm waiting on your fine ass at the front door. Girl, you Okay, maybe maybe they're talking about like those uh, red candied nuts. Oh, so when he says he's going to uh, bust a couple nuts. Yeah, you know the ones I'm talking about, the ones that like you get the red dye number five all over your hands. No, I don't know which ones. God, what are those called? Because he's obviously talking about that, so we should definitely spend time seeing exactly what those are. 
Wait, uh, what? French, sorry, Steve has Steve has pulled up some French images. French burnt peanuts, red peanuts. Yeah, they're just called red peanuts. Okay. So you think it's that? You don't think it's that red peanut candy? That's what it's called. You don't think he's going back to literally describing ejaculate? Or sorry, metaphorically describing ejaculating? Oh no, he's totally doing that. Uh, I'm just saying that maybe visually it's very similar to when you get the red dye number five all over your hands. I don't know. God, I hope it's not red, Steve. Uh, but considering this is the last verse and the last new lyrics, I think it's perfect that they perfectly screw up the whole thing that they're kind of bouncing with. We're in the same series of lyrics. They re- reference, I'm going to toss the, uh, I'm going to toss the Laffy Taffy, toss a flip and slap it, bust a couple nuts. So they immediately... Their com- refractory period is... Quite small. Yes, they said, and get right back at it, which is... These gentlemen... Uh, you know, weird flex, but okay. These gentlemen have uh, are, take great pride in their ability to just continually sex. Yes, bust a couple nuts and get right and back I'm, at and it. And I'm sure they're not making it up or inflating their egos by lying about it. Surely they're telling the truth. Why would you? Why would you write a hip hop song and not tell the truth about yourself? I mean, and your abilities at the sexing, Steve. Your question is self-evident in its answer. You wouldn't. You'd obviously just literally describe the truth. Right? Yes, Any it's hyperbole. A, it's a or... logic puzzle. It's an ancient Greek logic puzzle. Girl, solve that logic puzzle. Uh, but that is it. For... I'm honestly surprised this whole episode has not been you doing that. That's only maybe like <laughs> the third time you've done it. I count it. I'm very surprised we're at the end here. I'm just sorry. It's just any any chorus where the entire chorus is just asking you to do one thing. It's just very easy to just swap it up with whatever you want. Maybe one of these days when we need to, we need like a filler episode and we do one of our. See, we have no filler episodes. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, one of these days when we do one of our fun er yes, yes. Sorry, I think you funler episodes. Funler episodes. We do a whole uh, super cut of all the times Nick does that. We'll make him go back and listen to himself do that over and over and over again and see how he likes it. Wait, how is this an hour-long episode? It's just a supercut of me saying stupid things over and over again. Oh, it's an hour. Uh, but That's your refractory period. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that is it for Laffy Taffy by D4L. Um, Individual members of this group have kind of gone on to do their own solo stuff, but D4L, as a hip-hop entity, has disbanded, so they some of the members occasionally still will perform Laffy Taffy live, but otherwise it just kind of lives on as an interesting interesting historical tidbit on what was at one point the most popular song on the internet. I mean, I'm sure at the very last take of the last recording session for this song, all three of them turned to one another silently and respectfully shook the hands of the other two members like doctors after a successful surgery. Yes. And then did the hand wash symbol with their hands and then walked away, never to speak again, because their great task in life has been completed. Oh, that we all were to know such cosmic levels of fulfillment, knowing that we have fulfilled our right and true purpose in this universe. You know, like the members of D4L did. You know what, see, I'm so glad you brought that up because there was one last little bit from that interview we quoted from earlier where uh, the interviewer asked, when you look back on your legacy now, do you think you still get the proper credit? And uh, Fabo responded, Annie writes, <laughs> Your everlasting life is your name. I listen to the radio nowadays, and all I hear is I'm geeked up. Or, I'm Fabo, and I think the good Lord blessed me, and I did my job, so to speak. I'm just trying to add on to my legacy and keep it going. I've been around the world myself, and this is coming from a guy who dropped out of school and didn't care about the world or whatever. I learned to live in it and, of course, to love it. I think that's... Oddly beautiful, you know, that this song... Now let's hear the great new hit by Ario Speedwagon. But no, Keep this... on loving you. This song introduced them into the world. They got to explore it and travel. Got them out of uh, a life that they didn't think they would be able to get out of. And I think that's beautiful in a way. Even as they 
uh, bust a couple, bust a couple nuts. nuts and get right back at it. Yeah. Uh, Life's too short. Wait, let me let me enter into my mic state. Got his pupils are rolling back. Still loading. Okay, now he's just eating. Let's bust a couple nuts and get right back at it. Uh, classic Mike. Uh, and with that, listeners, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode and uh, enduring Laffy Taffy with us. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, check us out at Dapper Devil Productions as well. Please fo- follow us on Instagram. We're actually doing a lot of fun stuff. We just uh, we had a we had a little karaoke night for our bir- for my birthday, not our for collect- our, our birthday. collective birthday. We were all born the same day. Uh, where we did some karaoke songs we've covered, which was a lot of fun. Check us out. We do, we're posting fun stuff like that all the time. Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and uh, Mr. Steven Trollinger. Yes, yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo. You can find me on the Dapper Devil website with uh, these fine gentlemen, uh, as well as my own personal website, steventrollinger.com. Tr- yes, it's real. I checked it. It is real. And uh, and yeah, once those... Uh, once those uh, Go up on Instagram. I, of course, invite all of you to look at this photograph uh, and the videos that accompany them. Oh, and did you uh, head over to Professor Withersby account on... I know you weren't here last week, but... Well, why would I, Nick? I don't have access to that esteemed gentleman's email account. No, but I, I didn't know if you if you checked out his, uh, his uh, faculty page or you emailed him. Well, no. Why would at .edu.uk, I? At .edu.uk. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. He uh, he told me. Yeah. He told me he was he was very upset that you got that wrong. Well, he had a stick up his ass, so I didn't really care. Uh, he's a British man, Nick. That's put in there when they're born. <laughs> wow. The doctor. Now, see, here's the thing. The doctor pulls you out, <laughs> smacks your ass to make sure you're alive. And then gently and lovingly inserts the stick that remains Usually, in your ass. Professor Withersby may have been able to get away with that because he's a British person. You, ah, however, yes, that's are true. just me. I'm just a crass, just cruel a crass American. Yankee. Yes, I apologize to our British listeners. And please note that in real life, I am quite the Anglophile and have a great respect for your culture. I feel like you'd have to be to be able to make fun of it so specifically. Except for certain things that happened at certain points in history. But hey, I'm an American. How do? How am I supposed to complain about that? Nobody's perfect. Uh, and you can check- buddy's nerfect. <laughs> and you can check out Mike at mrmikerussell.com. That's uh, Mr. Mr. Dot- That's Mr. Mr. Dot. Wow. It's Jeez, like- it's like you haven't heard it every week. As for soon the as past I as soon as I tried to think about it, I couldn't. It's just only when it's on autopilot. It's like one of the, it's like one of those lazy eye puzzles where you're just like, if I start to focus, I'll lose it. Yes. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, you know, send us your thoughts, your feedback, and send us what you think. We already said earlier what we thought it would be. Whatever, I don't know, whatever candy you can make sexy. Yeah, give us your, give us... uh, Give us more than what D4L was able to give us. Give us some examples of sexy candies. But send it in our DMs. And it better not be, like, purposefully sexy candy from, like, Adam and Eve or something. You put some fucking effort into it. We'll wait till they're actually sponsors of us, and then we can maybe suggest that. But until then, and until they are, uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. I am Nick Brigadier. And I'm Steve Trollinger. (gasps) And we will see you next week. Take care.